Hello, my name is Eric Kulish. I'm the air cargo editor at FreightWaves and American Shipper. Here to uh, talk about air cargo, one of my favorite topics, uh, something I love reporting. And uh, it's uh, truly been an amazing year in air cargo, uh, from an economic crash to a big rebound. And now it looks like the sector could actually have robust growth uh, compared to 2019. All cargo carriers have thrived, unlike the passenger carriers. There's so much freight to move. Volga Dnieper is a Russian all-cargo carrier that is right in the midst of helping the global economy respond and recover. Konstantin Vekshin is the chief commercial officer for Volga Dnieper, and he joins us on the uh, today at the Global uh, Supply Chain Week. Thank you, Konstantin, for joining us. Thank you, Eric. It's a pleasure. Um, you know, the reason I wanted to have Yes. Uh, the reason I wanted to have you on is uh, because you're uh, a very interesting airline. I think you're now in your 30th anniversary recently. And, you know, the American audience probably is familiar with UPS and FedEx and some other uh, big cargo airlines. Um, but, uh, you know, Volga Dnieper is uh, different. And, and, and a lot of air cargo companies just have you know, offer one type of aircraft or one type of service. You have what you call a, a cargo supermarket concept, which I like. So maybe describe that and, and the, the different subsidiaries of your company and how that all comes together. Thank you, Eric. Excellent uh, questions. And uh, yes, we have been uh, evolving uh, in the last 30 years. We started as a, a dedicated operator of the Antonov 124 airplane, uh, a giant Russian, uh, Russian-made airplane. Uh, one of the uh, biggest cargo airplanes in the world. And uh, yes, we celebrated uh, our 30th uh, anniversary last year. And uh, uh, at this moment, yes, we are offering uh, a, a seriously wide range of uh, airplanes, uh, dedicated cargo airplanes to the market. I mentioned Antonov-124, and uh, we are the largest operator of the Antonov-124 equipment. We have 12 in our fleet. So we uh, also operate uh, brand new 747s. Uh, we uh, uh, operate 737s and uh, uh, IL-76s. So, and uh, as far as 747s, it's a relatively uh, new page in our history, so, but it's been 15 years too. So uh, very few people realize that Volga Dnieper Airlines has been a designated uh, uh, carrier between US and Russia since 1993. So we go way back and uh, we have been providing services flying uh, outsized cargo, any cargo essentially for uh, a number of uh, American companies uh, to include uh, basically quite a few from the aerospace industry, oil and gas, essentially every industry. And yes, our specialty has always been aerospace, oil, oil and gas, heavy machinery, uh, humanitarian support. And now we're staying very focused on the aid and relief type of cargo uh, operating all of our airplanes, uh, 747s, Antonovs, and uh, yes, 2020 was a, a relatively good year for us despite all those complications around the world. But we were able to provide uh, those very important services, basically saving people's lives around the world, flying very sensitive PPE equipment, uh, pharmaceutical uh, products now getting ready to fly vaccine around the world. So uh, we have been trying to do our best in the last uh, in the last few months. 
Let's talk a little bit about the uh, Antonov uh, AN-124 aircraft that's uh, a big part of your fleet. That's an amazing aircraft. Um, can you tell us about some of its unique features, you know, how it, you know, it's got a kneeling capability, the, just the, the outsize and unique cargoes it can carry and, and some of its history. I, I believe it was originally built for the governments in Russia. And, and then also, you know, kind of compare it to the 747, the jumbo jets that, you know, we're, we're used to here maybe in America more. Absolutely. So uh, Antonov uh, 124-100 is a unique airplane. Uh, uh, it was designed in uh, the early 80s, and uh, basically this airplane uh, came part of the air cargo industry in the late, uh, uh, technically speaking, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, and uh, uh, it has become an indispensable and irreplaceable airplane for many, many industries uh, to begin with air, uh, aerospace. Uh, industry uh, so from the very early stages of uh, its uh, utilization this airplane has proven to be uh, an indispensable player in the aerospace industry so many of the uh, uh, industry uh, manufacturers aerospace uh, manufacturers so they started thinking uh, in terms of the Antonov 124 cross-section geometry while designing some of their equipment, while designing some of those satellite containers, or while designing some of those uh, pieces of satellite equipment, just to make sure that uh, if they have to move some of that equipment on the Antonov, which is uh, a very strong option, a very reliable option. So Antonov 124 is readily available for that. And we have provided services flying uh, various types of uh, that aerospace equipment in and out of the U.S. for over uh, 20 years now, uh, flying uh, uh, space equipment to various uh, launch sites around the world. We provided services for many uh, uh, aerospace companies, uh, aircraft building companies, flying spare parts, flying engines, flying uh, various parts of airplanes. Again, doing basically the same unique service, providing the same unique service to many of those uh, companies. When you uh, compare Antonov to uh, any other conventional type airplane, such as 747, for example, so it's just a fundamental difference. It comes from the uh, specifics of their uh, uh, <coughs> operations. So Antonov 124 falls under a ramp airplane category. So whereas uh, 747 is more of a conventional airplane, so it does not have any uh, ramps per se interacting with the with the ground the airplane seats on whereas Antonov 124 has two ramps and the front ramp like you mentioned so uh, basically interacts with the rest of the airplane and the airplane does have that kneeling capability and uh, the front ramp actually interacts with the ground in such a way so that we can accommodate we can pull in cargo from outside using our onboard uh, winches which uh, makes this airplane even more unique. And then in addition to that, Antonov-124 is also equipped with the onboard uh, crane system that normally operates through the rear door or through the rear ramp, uh, capable of picking up various uh, pieces of cargo containers and whatnot directly from the ground, pulling it inside the airplane. So this is a fundamental difference, basically. As, as far as the 747, that 
airplane does need some additional equipment, high loaders, additional uh, equipment that needs to be available at the airport to pick up cargo, to uh, uh, move cargo inside the cabin. And uh, again, let's say that Antonov-124 is a lot more self-sufficient and uh, this is why we have been able to operate this airplane to some very exotic destinations and uh, we had to rely just on the capabilities of this airplane. Right. Now you, unfortunately, the um, one of the AN-124s had an engine malfunction, had to, had to uh, do an emer- conduct an emergency landing, and then you suspended the fleet uh, for a period of time for safety reasons. Can you update us on, on do you know the cause yet of that problem? And, and um, have you been able to, br- I know you started bringing back some of those uh, planes that are, uh, you know, desperately needed um, by the shippers. Um, you know, where is that fleet uh, return at right now? Yeah, that was a very unfortunate incident uh, that took place uh, in uh, Novosibirsk, uh, Russia, on uh, November 13th of last year. And yes, we made a decision to ground our entire uh, Antonov-124 fleet just to uh, be on the safe side, because we did have to uh, inspect our entire uh, engine fleet, and uh, we did want to uh, uh, perform all those uh, service directives we received uh, from the uh, engine manufacturer. the investigation is just about to be finished, uh, basically naming the actual root cause of the issue. Uh, but uh, again, uh, we had to inspect every engine in our fleet. So we had to make sure that uh, we have nothing else that may interfere with uh, uh, our safety, the safe operations of our airplanes. And uh, basically just before the end of 2020, so we were in the position when uh, we were uh, ready to restart, uh, resume our operations, knowing that, okay, all the service directives uh, were complete and uh, we were uh, okay to proceed. And at the same time, again, we knew that uh, we spent basically over a month on the ground. Some of our customers uh, uh, developed a lot of problems of, uh, because of that. But uh, again, uh, we were back in business with the Antonovs uh, early in 2021, providing uh, again, uh, so much needed support for our customers, especially from the airspace industry, by the way. So now we are bringing uh, those airplanes uh, back in the air. Uh, Again, uh, making sure that uh, all of those engines are safe and uh, very well inspected. We are still talking to the uh, engine manufacturers, again, trying to uh, see how we're gonna, uh, service those engines in the future what else uh, we may have to do so that still needs to be determined but otherwise at this point in time we believe that the continuation of our operations are under control uh, and 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 safe and uh, we should be able to provide our services to our valuable customers in those very sensitive industries right so i I might have missed it so all, all the all the eight all the planes are back well, yes, it's basically all the airplanes uh, are, are uh, back right now. It's just a matter of uh, we don't need uh, all of our airplanes flying. This is why we only have around six airplanes right now, given just uh, the market is also kind of coming back. So and we are also being very careful now, uh, trying to uh, fly only the type of cargo that really needs Antonov-124 to make sure that uh, we have enough life enough lifespan 
left, especially in relation to the engine, we need to make sure that we know what's going to happen uh, in the future utilization of those engines. And this is why we're being very careful right now as far as which cargo we uh, we take, which cargo we believe may be flown on the 747. Gotcha. Right. So, so a bunch of pallets or boxes uh, you'll put on the 747 and leave. Yeah, the, if uh, we think we can fly it on something the else. Generators yes. And so, yes. Right. So let's. Uh, so the coronavirus pandemic, you know, just turned the industry upside down and has been a big boon of, of for business uh, for our the all cargo carriers. Um, you know, can you talk a little bit about how it's uh, helped Volga Dnepr's fortunes and and then also, you know, preview or tell us where things were like a year or two ago. Um, I believe uh, the company might have been impacted by some of the U.S. sanctions on Russia, and that might have cut into some of your business. So it looks like there, that's the whole situation's improved, and then you have all this uh, boom in, in cargo uh, coming out of the pandemic. So maybe you could give us a little bit of that uh, situation. Yes, it was a very, uh, very slow start for us uh, back in uh, early 2020. So again, 2020, uh, 2019 was not a very strong year for uh, our business overall. I mean, for the entire industry, it was not a good year. So hence, a very slow start in 2020. I mean, people were beginning to realize something bad is approaching. Then uh, Chinese New Year. Uh, and then all of a sudden, basically, uh, towards... Uh, uh, the end of March, an unexpected spike in demand when it all started, uh, basically uh, starting in China. And uh, long story short, in April, uh, our entire combined uh, fleet was uh, in high demand. I mean, just basically across the board, uh, we had to commit as uh, many airplanes as we had at that point in time to ad hoc business, the charter operations. So we had to uh, cancel essentially all of our scheduled services because everybody wanted uh, something uh, sooner than just scheduled services and more flexible schedules, more customized arrangement. Yes, uh, all of a sudden uh, we found ourselves completely sold out, So which happened essentially in March, April timeframe of 2020. And we stayed that way uh, all the way through 2020. Again, flying uh, all types of uh, PPE and then later on, again, all the industries uh, or some of them were waking up or trying to catch up with all the previous delays in production and, and whatnot. And uh, we felt we felt that demand as well. So, uh, again, uh, very unusual year, I know, for uh, all of us. Uh, yes, we also got affected by... Uh, COVID-19, some of our colleagues, especially pilots, again, people uh, who were exposed, and uh, but we did our best. And uh, I must say, as a as a charter operator, and we have that uh, DNA as a charter operator, so we were able to uh, turn around quickly to meet all the, to meet all those unprecedented uh, requirements, to meet all that unprecedented demand of 2020, which uh, continues to be the case in 2021. So overall, it was a great year for us uh, business-wise. Uh, we learned a lot. We're beginning to uh, learn a lot in 2021 already. But overall, it was the year for the uh, for for a dedicated carrier. We were able to see, to feel that. 
what you've had a lot of charters, you said. So uh, I guess freight forwarding companies have uh, reserved planes or, or, you know, for either ad hoc flights or for scheduled uh, for, for weeks at a time. They've booked, um, um, you know, full airplanes to put their stuff in rather than sharing it um, uh, as a scheduled freighter. How how much of an increase have you seen, you know, last year in this kind of chartered business by freight forwarders? Uh, again, un unprecedented. Like, I mean, for all of our customers uh, to include all, all of the well-known freight forwarders, I guess uh, the demand was unprecedented for, for everyone. I mean, you know, just uh, if we uh, look at the, the uh, number of uh, sheer number of masks, number of masks. Uh, we all collectively well collectively delivered from China to various destinations around the world. I mean, uh, every single country in Europe, US, Canada, Russia, and everything in between. So we, we had to fly everywhere and fast. So, and uh, again, uh, we had to move so much and so quickly. I think the demand was unprecedented. We're, we're talking about, uh, again, uh, numbers that uh, I don't think uh, uh, anybody has seen before. In terms of volume of business, in terms of uh, flight hours, we uh, we uh, we accumulated on a daily basis in 2020. Yes, it was unprecedented. Let me ask you uh, one final question here. Um, Airbridge Cargo, the the 747 uh, operation, um, is changing its fleet ownership structure. Uh, some kind of a lease to buy financing arrangement for uh, two of the 747s. Um, uh, owned by a leasing company. What's the, uh, can you explain the strategy? Why does uh, Volga Dnieper want to put more assets on the balance sheet and, and do this uh, leasing, at least a buy operation? Well, basically we always did uh, whatever made more uh, uh, commercial sense for us. Again, just flexible arrangements, whatever uh, in terms of economics uh, makes more sense. I mean, this is, this is what we're doing. I don't, I don't think it's as seriously fundamental change. It's just a matter of whatever makes uh, more economical sense for us. So this this is what we do. But we want to be able to stay as competitive as we can. We want to be able to pay uh, less, of course, for uh, our fleet, for the ownership of our airplanes. I mean, if those uh, uh, financial vehicles are available, we try to take advantage of them. So this, I think it's, it's, it's normal. There is nothing new in it. Right, right. But, so, but uh, taking Taking ownership is, um, is, 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 has an economic benefit in this case? Well, in some, in some cases, again, uh, when we feel that uh, financial lease is better than operational lease, so we, uh, we made that choice. But then again, I mean, it all depends on the actual uh, situation in the market. So again, it's just whatever makes more sense under uh, particular circumstances. So uh, we, we believe, I mean, if it makes sense, we do that. Gotcha. It's great. Well, listen, thanks. Uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, on, on the Global Supply Chain Week. Uh, we learned a little bit about the air cargo market and Volga Dnieper's involvement and how things are going for you as a company. So we hope to uh, talk to you in the future some more, but uh, best of luck in 2021 and uh, we'll talk soon. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much, Eric.